0: Welcome to the Church Safety Guys broadcast with hosts James McGarvey, Paul Buckner, and Mike Scully. Together, they make up the Church Safety Guys. Their mission? To equip, train, and disciple church safety teams. Join us for the next hour as we talk about all things church safety and security. Don't forget to like our Facebook page, join one of our church safety and security communities online, and share this broadcast with your church.
1: Well, good evening, and welcome to the Sunday night evening broadcast of the Church Safety Guys. I am James, and I am joined by uh, Mike and Paul tonight. We're all back. We're all here. All together it's a Christmas again. miracle.
2: And he's <laughs> back in town. <laughs> Let me so... <laughs>
1: So, if you just joined us, uh, thanks for hanging out and uh, and and watching or listening at a later time. If you're watching on YouTube, feel free to to click the like and subscribe button down on the lower right hand uh, corner. And then, uh, if you're listening on multiple platforms, Spotify or uh, Apple or or Amazon, uh, feel free to like and subscribe, and that way you'll get get uh, updates when we roll out new. New shows, etc. And uh, if you have the opportunity, for sure, go to Church Safety Guys on Facebook. Like our page; that always helps us out. And uh, and share the broadcast. Uh, definitely take the opportunity to uh, pass it along where you feel that uh, other individuals can benefit. So, uh, for tonight, if you would, uh, if you're if you're joining us, go ahead and list what church you're from down below, and uh, and. What state it it's in? uh, Because that kind of helps us, kind of helps us too. So, all three of us are back, and uh, looking looking forward to it. It's fun. I miss it when all three. I mean, stuff comes up and we have to adjust accordingly. I don't want to start crying here because then (laughs) you know you guys will think that I'm just kind of being weird. But it's
2: so beautiful.
1: It's kind of you know it's it's something that I've believe it or not come to look forward to every week. And um, you know, I get an get an hour to to hang with you guys and make fun of Paul. Mostly hang with Mike and then make fun of Paul. I'm okay with that.
3: We all have our hobbies. So we hope
1: that uh yeah, we hope that you guys listening you had a blessed and great Thanksgiving. I know this year is is quite a bit different than past years and uh in it looks like Christmas is going to be a tad bit different this year than uh, last year, but um, we're, we're looking forward to finishing up the year. Uh, we've got some exciting stuff. Next week, we're actually going to be talking to a company about radios and uh, a company we've partnered with to, to get you guys a discount on church communications. So uh, we're going to bring them in and we'll Lord willing, we'll talk to them, and then the the Sunday after that, we're actually celebrating our fiftieth uh, broadcast, wow. believe it or not. So, um, yeah, it's I, I I I was gonna do the whole Steve Jobs thing where we say like it started in our basement, but we're still or garage, but we're still in <laughs> the basement garage. So I don't know, but. <clears throat> You definitely want to hang out with us on that one, because we've got uh, some real fun things planned. We've got uh, some great giveaways we're going to be doing. We're going to be giving away. Uh, we've got books, resources, devotionals, Bibles, the whole nine, the whole nine yards. So um, definitely, and that's actually December 20th. So definitely join us for that. And then uh, we are going to take, uh, I believe, I believe it's two weeks uh, off and then we're right now uh, we're working on the lineup. Yeah. We're working on the lineup for next year, which will be our fourth season. Wow. And, you know, I, honestly I am more pumped about that than anything we've ever done because, and and I'm not going to give it away. So you guys, you know, you have to come and, and hang out with us and see who our guests are. But, our guest list for, you know, the next season is is really fantastic. And we've got some great folks that have um, reached out to us and have been willing to come on and, and talk to us. So fun yeah. times. So for sure. So it, as we go through tonight, we're going to be talking about insurance. We have a, a special guest with us and one of our, our show partners and sponsors. Um, if you have questions, just like any other any other Sunday night. If you wanna post them in the the comments, we'll try, we'll do our best on the second half to try and get to those. Um, And uh, I did already say that if it was a crazy crazy topic or a crazy question that we may come back to it and put it in the parking (laughs) parking lot. But uh, I'm gonna go ahead and bring uh, Dia Simpkins in. And Dia is actually with Thomas Alexander Insurance And again, they're one of our our great sponsors and partners for the broadcast. So, thank you for joining us tonight, Dia, and putting up with us.
4: Thank you, thank you for having me. It's an honor. Welcome. Uh,
1: I don't know. I don't know about the honor, um, (laughs) but we're definitely we're definitely grateful that you're you're hanging with us. So, what um, you know, we we actually we play the play the broadcast and your your agency is not um not a mystery to the folks that watch by any means but uh if you would just go ahead and start off and just kind of explain what you guys do and what you're about and um how long you've been helping churches out in the in the area of insurance
4: (laughs) sure sure uh our agency started about 50 years ago. It's been a little longer than that. My dad uh, started the agency, actually. That's where the Thomas Alexander comes from, of course, and he was on a missions trip. Somebody had become terribly ill on the missions trip and had to be life out 50 years ago. That was a big thing, being life flighted out. So when all said and done, they got back, um, the person recovered quite well, but, um, the medical bills were extraordinary come to find out the church couldn't help them at all because the insurance wasn't written properly oh wow um, because it wasn't a church package policy so my dad had then sought out and said look this isn't right we've got to do something for our ministries to help our churches out he came across brotherhood mutual insurance company and that is the major market that we do put our churches and our all of our nonprofits. so actually what i do is i do it's a mouthful it's a non 501c religious entity so you don't put that on a business card because nobody would read it all <laughs> So as long as it's Christ-centered, I can insure it. And in Ohio, that's very big because the laws are always changing in Ohio, and we're a weird state. We are. But that's how the agency all got started. Uh, we decided that we need to do more for our ministries. Now, my dad did retire a few years back, and I took it over. And it's been an interesting bumpy road, but it's been wonderful. We do anything nonprofit and I love what I do. Working with Christians all day is amazing and it's a God's gift. They have to have insurance. So that's what we're here for. And we do a lot more than just insurance. So we are a plethora of information. So a lot of times churches might call us and say, hey, look, our roof is leaking. You know, what do we do? Well, let us help you. Let's find somebody in the area for you. We have free webinars. We have everything from church safety, to roofs, to youth ministries. And we um, we work with other people. So we have a great network that we can always rely on and go get help from people. And we go anywhere in Ohio. We like to eat. So we'll go anywhere in Ohio that somebody needs us.
1: You, it's funny, you, you mentioned a couple of things, but you guys do, you do a fantastic job. And I know that, uh, just from personal experience, our church or the church that I go to has used, um, their services for years. Uh, and it's always interesting to me because we've had things happen in the past. Like, uh, we were talking before the show, like catalytic converters ripped off vehicles or, you know. Um, thankfully, we've never had copper taken out of any AC units yet. I say yet. <laughs> Hopefully, it doesn't happen. Um, but different things, crazy things like that. And you know, when we've ever had a question, e- even when I've had a question about the safety team and what you know, what's the coverage? How how do we train? how How can I make sure that we're secure and and covered liability wise? you know, I'll, I'll give you guys a call and you're like, here's my cell phone, call me anytime. And then you're uh, you you guys do a great job at trying to help and trying to answer that stuff. So um, it's always, it's always a very interesting and unique situation because there's a lot um, there's from my experience anyway, and I'm sure you can talk to this. It's always, uh, it seems like there's always a lot of myths about, Insurance and what they'll cover and what they won't cover and and that sort of thing. So we often, I mean, we'll have churches ask us, and you know, a lot of times we just kind of default to saying, "Here's here's a great person," <laughs> because we don't have, I mean, we don't have that wheelhouse, but this person does. So
4: right, and, and it goes a lot further than just insuring a church, so you have a lot of church company you have a lot of insurance companies out there that will sell a church package policy there are only two major companies in ohio that will sell a church package policy designed just for a church brotherhood mutual insurance company is one of those two Mm -hmm. the biggest difference in having a company that provides a church package policy or just a company that has a package policy that you put a church on is the liability side. Anybody can insure a building. You can go to state farm or nationwide and get your building insured for the most part. It's the liability side that is tricky because safety and security, not every insurance company is going to cover it the same. Mm-hmm. You go, it goes a lot further. You know, you go to sexual misconduct or even, you know, anything that's church related, a lot of companies can't insure it the right way. You you've got to make sure you have a, a church company do that.
2: So jumping in, I wanted to say uh, thanks for coming on the show. And thank you. Question along those lines is uh, related to that liability. Are are you looking at this as a umbrella type coverage? Uh, I, and I'm by no means versed um, in the world of insurance, but I look at it. Is it is it some sort of umbrella policy for that church that's covering multiple things under that? or you're talking about much more specific. In other words, having the right weapon for the fight. Uh, you're talking about having something specific for covering s- security teams, correct?
4: Right, so when we, when I first meet a ministry, and it can be anything from a church to a Christian school, a college, food pantry, again, as long as it's Christ-centered. So take all those components in, into consideration, or even two fellowship Baptist churches. Let's say you have two fellowship Baptist churches and they're side by side, they are completely different. Their buildings might look the same and the name might be the same, but they are completely different. So you're going to go in and meet that person and find out what their ministry is about. You want to design that package policy to fit their ministry you're not a cookie cutter. We're not going to cut you out and, and and ice you and hope for the best. We need to make sure that your policy is designed just for your ministry. You talk about an umbrella. No, that's what makes us so special. We know what our ministries need. We are trained for it. We have to go to school for it. We have to continue our education for it. We have to be part of the ministry. So I am required by Brotherhood to be in some type of outreach ministry. I am required to tithe. I am required to act a certain way in public. So it's it's a whole different world. We're not in it for the money. If I was, I wasn't, I would not be insuring nonprofits. We're in it for a big different reason. I think it's my calling. Just like you guys do this and you think it's your calling. A pastor is called from the heart. He's, most pastors don't get paid enough to survive, more or less, you know, drive Cadillacs or whatever. So, everything needs to come together as one component. We need to sit down, understand you, know you, and write a big package policy. It's already all in there. Yes, we do offer an umbrella, but it's not the way that you think. Your coverages are already going to be enrolled in there. Does that help, or did I go overboard? No, that's great. And I think that's the point in the differentiator here
2: is so many look at this. I mean, I I speak for myself and from a standpoint of being part of a church safety team. I don't know that necessarily our church safety team is thinking about, all right, is the church insured? What happens when something happens? Not if, because again, we're there because it's when it does happen, not the if. And it's more that standpoint of are they prepared? But I think it's important for those of us that that kind of wear that hat, if you will, uh, pun intended, uh, uh, that are actually in this ministry to, we should be thinking about this. We should be going back to our pastors and saying, just like we would any other topic related to our area of service and saying, look, yes, we are called. We enjoy doing this. This is something that we're contributing back to this church. But we'd like to understand how is this church employed? What happens when this, have you looked at your policy? When was the last time you looked at your policy? Right. You covered in these scenarios? And I think it's important for us as security leaders and security team members to have those conversations.
4: That's, that's correct. Uh, we try to meet with our ministries one-on-one at least once every three years because they change. A ministry can change from day to day, night to night a lot of things can happen, especially with COVID and our, Mm -hmm. our ministries happening. They have to think outside the box, which is not a bad thing. I, I kind of think it's a great thing that we have to relearn and reteach ourselves because it makes us stronger. And we realize of all the possibilities of things we can do. If you have an insurance agent that is listening to you and what you're trying to tell them, you don't have to worry about what you're doing. That's your insurance agent's job. Your job, is to go out and do your ministry. Our job is to make sure you can do your ministry without any problems or any issues. So what we like to tell people is, you've worked very hard for your ministry, right? So why not let us do the worrying and you do what you're called to do and then we'll tell you, hey, look, you can't do that anymore. Or, hey, that's fantastic. Go outside the box. We encourage you to go outside the box. We want you to. The only way you can reach somebody is to go out of your comfort zone. If you've got somebody just jumping church from church to church to church, you're not reaching anybody. It's the same group of people. They're just jumping pews. We call those pew dusters. I'm Methodist. I can say that as much as I want. (laughs) So if you're just bringing pew dusters into your congregation, you're not growing at all you need to have the ability to go out and reach the non-christian that's where the real challenge is Mm -hmm. not just grabbing someone from another congregation
3: nice yeah very nice for sure go ahead paul oh i was just i was sitting here thinking about this Um, I know as a civilian chaplain for law enforcement, I deal with a lot of municipalities and I end up in conversations with a, a mayor or a chief of police. And I've had these conversations where they have found out that their old insurance company, instead of having like, okay, you have this many trailers and this is your, this is the amount of coverage for these things. They were going through and charging them like individual line you know, in all kinds of things, just to milk that city, that municipality as much as they could. Is that something you find when you guys are assessing people to, to bring them in that oftentimes they're overpaying on the church side?
4: Um, yes and no. Again, that, that comes down to the bank thing. Do you have a church package policy? If you have a church package policy, then that should never occur. Period. Um, If you have someone that just sells a church policy, then yeah, that's they don't understand the ministry. They don't know that a pastor is a pastor 24 hours a day, seven days a week and needs to be covered for that. They don't know when you guys say volunteers, you are not kidding that they are volunteers. (laughs) Like they have absolutely no experience with a hammer. That's what a volunteer is. They're doing it because they love you, not because they know how. So you need to make sure that let's do safety. Um, I like to say safety, not security, because a lot of churches or ministries just don't like that word, but you have a safety team. So on your safety team, can you conceal and carry? If you say, ask your insurance agent, Hey, we have a safety team. We have volunteers. Can they conceal and carry? And they say yes right away. Then you're going to say, define volunteer for me because I want to know exactly what you mean and I mean by volunteer. Is it the same thing? So I know on your brotherhood policy, when we say volunteers, that's exactly what we mean. We don't mean someone that carries a weapon for their job. What we mean is somebody that has their concealed and carry license, Mm -hmm. stays up on their training, cleans their gun and realize that if they fire that gun, then they better be ready to accept the consequences that come after from the damage they've done so you need to ask questions and you need to be very direct with your questions i'm always here i don't understand a lot of other insurance companies because i it's so much just to understand the one i've got and all the different things it has to offer but if you call me i can always assist you and say okay these are the questions you need to ask your agent And if your agent answers you in this way, you need to ask again, and this way. Nice. You want to make sure. So the other thing about insurance to remember is it's not any good if you can't afford it. The biggest expense on an insurance policy is your building. Okay, it's just a building. It's it. I know your great grandfather built it and you love it and it's wonderful, but it is just a building. Ask yourself how many times in the Bible that Jesus was actually in a building Mm. three. So it's just a building. You can hold your ministry anywhere in the world that you want. You can go in your barn. You can go outside with COVID. We've learned, we can hold our ministry (laughs) in a lot of different ways, but it's just a building but it's the biggest expense on the policy, not the liability where it should be. And again, this is the important part because when you get your insurance policy and you see this big number, your building's worth $3.4 million, okay? If it burnt down to the ground today, I don't care that it's worth $3.4 million because I'm never gonna get that money back anyway. You need to ask yourselves, do I have enough money to rebuild the building I want? So that's what you need to keep in mind. Do I have enough money to build the building I want? Not what this three point million is, because you're not gonna see it anyway. So if it burns the ground and it only takes two to two million to build it, well, that 1.3, you just pay for it for nothing. Mm. So that's it. but the liability side, that's where we come in. That's the important side to me. That's besides roofs and catalytic converters, those are our two biggest claims. <laughs> um, the liability side. And they're going to ask you next about COVID, um, you know, are we liable with COVID COVID? You know, when people come to our churches, you know, are we responsible right now? in the courts in Ohio, uh, you cannot prove that COVID happened at a church. Mm -hmm. You can't, there are too many other places that people go say and do, and you're hearing about COVID being transferred from one person to another person and the most bizarre ways. I mean, there is just no way to track this. We don't know enough. Even with the virus coming out, you hear the extreme right saying one thing, the extreme left saying something else. And then, you know, people like me who are in the middle going, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) The best thing to tell our ministry is to listen to our governor. We have a great governor. I didn't vote for him. I wish I would have but he's, you know, his hair is completely gray and almost gone, but he's doing a really good job. I mean, listen to the guidelines, have mask ready, have hand sanitizer ready, make sure you block off every other pew. You know, follow the guidelines, it's important, and then you'll be fine. We'll protect you regardless on our end, if you have brotherhood and me, I don't know about other people.
1: <laughs> well, okay. I, I will just say real quick and then I'll toss it over to Mike because he had something, Brotherhood is a fantastic company. I agree. So, I mean, they have resources online. I, I'll actually pull up the link here and see, but they, I mean, they've got policies already written, mm-hmm. guidelines, things to follow. And here's the thing that, that I've found over the years and I know uh, Paul is, has been in a similar situation because we kind of did, church safety and security before it was cool. And before it was <laughs> <laughs> before there was a lot out there. Yeah. <laughs> and so what, what we did was we actually uh, at Fellowship, we took our policy once it was designed and written and sent it to our, our attorney and said, look through this, please, and tell us, you know, what what's the good, the bad and the ugly. But now um, we do have we have Brotherhood insurance. And I can say that you know, if I ever have a question on our policy, I reference that because I know that's our insuring company. And so for us, it's like it's ten times easier now because we're not cre- re, you know, recreating the wheel. It's right. Hey, here's the guidelines. We've already taken these policies and, um, you know, match you know, them up with industry standard.
4: James, if you do have something like that legally. Brotherhood will look at it for free with their legal team. If you send okay, it to cool. me, um, we will send it on to our, And they're actually Christian lawyers. I know that's bizarre, but they <laughs> really are. And they're really good. It takes them a day or two to get back to you, but they, they are very good about saying, hey, no, no, yes, yes. And then send it back to your lawyer for finalization if that's what you want. But yeah, that's cool. free with Brotherhood.
1: Good to know, for sure. Mike, you had something you wanted to throw in?
2: Yeah, so a lot of this, I think we mentioned COVID, we mentioned some of the other areas of the church safety team, a lot of that comes down to reasonableness, correct? I think in the sense is did the party act reasonable right. in the situation? In other words, if somebody was in the exact same situation, whether they were on the team or not, would they have likely acted in the same way, i.e., reasonable? And I think many states have that. I don't know if it's if it's spelled out necessarily in an insurance uh clause my guess is it's probably there but it's definitely in the law in many states now in the state of texas um uh, beg to differ I, w- I won't go into uh governor's orders here and there between uh ohio and texas but i think when you look at that and you say okay did the church take reasonable efforts based on what we knew to try to protect the church whether that's covid right. tracing, whether that's uh temperature checks and other sorts of things again Argue the effectiveness of that all you want, but at the same point, did they make an effort? And I think that's the reasonableness. Now, if right. we take that to the safety team side and some of the other stuff of what we're doing, well, was there some sort of reasonableness in how the team was selected? Right. Did you have some sort of criteria by which you brought somebody onto the team? Exactly. Do you qualify? Do you not qualify? Do you requalify on an annual basis? Do you do some sort of assessment? So I think there's. Again, that reasonableness, and we right. as security leaders need to be looking at it. Do we, in our church that we serve, have reasonable coverage?
4: Right, right, right. So the one thing like you said I, I want to a little bit go back to is we don't know your ministry the way you do you know your congregation a lot better than we do so we're not going to say to you no you can't have this person yes you can have this person like you said it's it was it's within reason so you know who is going to be a fit for your safety or security team a lot better than we are matter of fact we don't even want to know who's on your safety and security team and the re- don't freak out. The reason why we don't want to know is because it's going to change and you're right. going to forget to call us because we're not on your mind. You're on ours, but you're we're not on yours. <laughs> so you're going to forget to call us and it's going to change. And then you're going to have an incident and we're going to come back to you and say, oh, yeah, but we have this list. Mm-hmm. And you're going to say, oh, Darn it, I forgot to call and tell you six months ago this list changed. I can't tell you driving around Ohio how many times I drive by a church I have insured, stop, back up, stand there and look at it, take the picture, shoot it to my office and say, hey, anybody know this whole church built on a whole new side? Nope. No <laughs> oh <my idea>. <laughs> it happens all the time. You. We're just not on your mind. Your mind is on your ministry where it should be. And that's the promise we make to you. Do your ministry. I'll figure it out. I will find you. Don't worry. I'll find you. In the meantime, (laughs) concentrate on what you know and reasonableness. For sure.
2: And I I think when we're, we're, we're responding, and we talk about it all the time, we're responding in an action. Okay. We need to make sure we're responding with the correct tools. That right. tool that we're not thinking about in our teams is having that coverage to to protect us behind the scenes. Now it may not immediately help with the after immediate uh, occurrence, but it will help with the aftermath.
4: Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. And as a board member or a leader of your church, I always suggest keeping a notebook. You're gonna leave your position in a two two three years four years whatever the turnover is when new people come on every ministry is different but i even tell it to our food pantries and all of our ministries keep a notebook because eventually you are going to move on and instead of somebody else coming into your spot trying to figure out what the heck to do you've done all the hard work why not make it easier that way they can even take the ministry and take it a step further because they don't have to go a step backwards to figure out what you did. So keep a notebook of everything you've done just to help the next person.
1: For sure. Well, we're going to go ahead. We'll take a quick uh, sponsor break. And then uh, when we come back, we'll certainly, uh, Paul has some stuff that he wants to throw in there and, uh, and we'll definitely open it up. If anyone has any questions, now's the time. Actually, you can go ahead and post them in the comment section and we'll do our best to, to get to them this night. So uh, stay with us and we'll be right back.
3: The worst has happened. Evil has invaded the sanctuary. Lives were ended and the life of every surviving member of your church has changed forever. There will be funerals to attend. The grieving and the counseling will go on for years to come. You may even lose church members, especially if your pastor was killed during the attack. But what if I told you that all of this could have been prevented with the proper training? That your church could learn how to secure its campus and how to see the signs of an attack before it happens. At Shield Force International, we will teach you the skills you need to protect your church, to protect your children, to mitigate and even eliminate would-be threats to your church body all before it happens. We can no longer pretend that evil doesn't exist or that churches aren't targets. Attacks against churches and pastors are on the rise. Call or visit us online for a free consultation.
0: With over 50 years of experience with religious and nonprofit organizations, Thomas Alexander Insurance & Associates understands that your congregation is different from a traditional business. We're here to fulfill your needs, coming to you while creating a personal plan for your budget and size. From your local community to around the globe, we are advocates for you. Thomas Alexander Insurance & Associates, your partner and service. The Church Safety Guys is a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping equip, train and disciple church safety and security teams. We're about all things church safety and security, which starts with a ministry mindset and a servant's heart. We are protectors, guardians, ambassadors and shepherds. We help church and place of worship safety and security teams all over the United States through our broadcasts, online communities, conferences, trainings, resources, and products. Help us reach more churches in impactful ways by considering becoming a monthly ministry partner. $2, $5, $20 a month will help us continue to provide these resources.
1: So we're back. Uh, So thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, This is the Sunday night broadcast of the Church Save, guys. And we have with us tonight uh, Dia Simpkins with Thomas Alexander Insurance. And again, thank you for uh, joining us and and hanging out with us. Sometimes we're pretty crazy, but um, people keep coming back to listen to us. I say sometimes because, you know, I don't. I don't know. I have to, I have to leave room for some error, especially with Paul, but we're talking about, uh, we're talking about insurance and, and insuring your church and the correct questions to, to ask. And I know a lot of times it can be really challenging. And a lot of times people don't know, and, and I'm going to coin, coin Paul's phrase here. They don't know what they don't know to ask. So And with insurance, a lot of times, you know, we don't, we can't compete with someone that's, that's been that for years and knows no. all the the little details, but um, it's, it's a pretty important thing. And I know a lot of times it gets overlooked. So yeah. I'll say that and I'll toss it over to to Paul, because you wanted to
3: Yeah, I wanted to follow that because we've been blessed to bring on people who have been fire marshals and worked with Homeland Security, people with medical backgrounds and talking tourniquets and chest seals and and things like that. And a lot of times we focus on the tactical stuff. That's just human nature, the the things that everybody runs to. But there's Mm -hmm. you know, if you're if you're paying for the right amount of insurance and you're not underpaying and. Like where I went to church for 25 years, they found out when they switched insurance companies, they were changing some things up and realized their policy, they were paying for this much building and had this much building and right. they were like, holy cow, we've been overpaying by thousands of dollars. And uh, I got the impression that was annually and uh, kind of freaked them out. And all of a sudden we had more money in the budget to take care of God's people. Amen. Uh, You know, and so that's where I was going to say, that's where I love where you guys were talking about that because getting a quote, getting an estimate, talking to Brotherhood, if you're not using Brotherhood or going back and looking at things and going, you know, one of our elders, one of our board members guesstimated the size of the church and didn't actually measure it. And that's what happened to us, (laughs) guesstimated the physical dimensions of the church and they overpaid. And the insurance company's like, okay and they they wrote the policy based on the guesstimation and so um Mm -hmm. we we paid way too much and then to follow that and i think this is something that a lot of churches if they haven't thought of it they will um we're big on cross training as the church guys and so i.e my church and james's church let's say instead of being what 10 hours apart we were 10 minutes apart and and his church and my church wanted to cross train we right. can bring in bigger groups and we can do all this stuff it's from a from a dollars and cents standpoint it makes sense right uh, but i've actually had some instructors raise a very good question which is depending on the insurance company you're with if something goes sideways and paul buckner not a member of uh fellowship baptist but he's there right. and he has to take a shot is he covered
4: so that's 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 a key so a lot of people will participate within your ministry and we consider them part of your ministry. Let's do a different example, something a little easier. Let's say a bunch of kids decide to go to King's Island and it's summertime and they're going to play. And of course, they're going to invite their boyfriend or their girlfriend or the little girl down the street to play with them. Okay, even though they've never attended your church before, they now are technically a part of your ministry because they are are going, getting on a bus with your ministry name on it. They are going to the gates with your ministry leaders. So they are a part of your ministry. So even though they aren't technically in the Sunday school class or tithing, they are still a part of your ministry. So we're still going to cover them. So let's go back to safety teams. We encourage our churches to, if they have a safety team, to train them. We want you to train them. So we're going to let you open up your building for training. So you can have in the local sheriff's department or police department um, or somebody like that come in and do the training. We are we would prefer you did that instead of Jill, Jim Bob down the road coming in teaching you how to train. So we want you to do that. And we want you to pair with the church down the street. So let's say you're, you're pairing with the, let's do Catholics. Catholic is Different. So we're going to take your Catholic church. We're going to take your Baptist church and you guys are going to pair together. But you're going to meet at the Baptist church. Right. And I have the Baptist church insured. So now all these people from the Catholic church are actually part of your church because they've come into your door and they're part of your ministry. So we're going to treat them as part of your unit because they're now part of you and working with you. Now, right. if you met down at the Catholic Church, good luck with the Pope, but <laughs> their policy will kick in first unless there's an issue, and then we're always going to be here for you. Cool. So Your that, ministry is most important to us.
3: That is so valuable because there's people sitting at home listening to this going, okay, we've deliberately not scheduled training because, and What I love is if you have a multi-campus church, like we have one in Springfield, Missouri, about an hour and a half from me, that's 14,000 members across three or four campuses. Wow. It's a a mid-sized church. And uh, yeah. (laughs) uh and they have different security concerns of course but they train across multiple campuses and let's say they did a vacation bible school they could stagger their vac- vacation bible school and pull people from other campuses to come in to not tax that campus's security element
4: well that's actually even a different scenario because you guys should all be under one anyways right. if you're under a head ministry yeah all of those ministries should fall over that. There. there should be a mother policy yeah And either they're all how I how I do it. And remember, if you're not with Brotherhood, don't listen to this part. But how I do it and a lot of us do it is we'll take the mother church and we'll put all these other outreach ministries that they have. It could be anything from a food pantry to a startup to whatever under the one I like Mike said, under the one umbrella, because it saves on premium. Remember, once the policy is in place, that's your big box of premium. You're already checking off your boxes, right? So now when you're adding all kinds of new stuff, you simply just throw over a new liability clause. Let's say you want to do something with teen pregnancy. So you now have a pregnancy outreach center in the Missouri city down the road. I don't know. And so you want to pull it up under your umbrella because you already have the big 1 million, 3 million liability. Now you just need to slide the liability clause on under pregnancy does that make sense so if you have your big one that's where all your money is going to be take all your little ones and put them back under the only time you would break that off is if your break off or your startup now has their own 501c3 number or they use a separate bank account or they have separate board members if any one of those three scenarios come into play you need to ask yourself hmm Are they still under us? Are they still part of us? Nice, that makes sense. And brotherhood, you can go anywhere in the world. So let's say you have a a ministry. Matter of fact, I'm doing it right now. I have something called, and I don't know if I'm allowed to put their name in, an organization. Um, and it was started up by an OSU football player, but it's big, it's huge. They're all over Ohio and now they're stepping into Kentucky, West Virginia, but they're still under that mother umbrella. So even though I'm not licensed in those states, I can still hold it under that major umbrella.
3: Cool. The, the thing that when I was drawing that analogy, and that opened a whole other window, I wouldn't even have thought to ask you. So that was great. No, that was great. I was sitting here going, I opened a door and there was a whole nother room in there. That was awesome. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, th- that's great stuff. I get
4: like so excited.
3: Well, there's <laughs> people at home that were going, Ooh, that just answered my question. And because, like, my church was started by another church and they spun them off. And now my church is getting ready to spin off another church. Right. Um, but to, to follow that, one of the things that a lot of churches have wondered about for a long time is if if James's church cross trains with my church, and let's say they're actually about the same size, but let's say they weren't, I used to be at a 200 member church um, and and we, you know, he brings our church in, could they borrow people for their vacation Bible school or their Halloween alternative deal? And that's what I'm so excited about because that's a really good question. And if right you're brotherhood, which is obviously that that's important. And uh, then, then you are covered, because I've, I've straight up had people say, Oh no, there's no way an insurance company is not going to do that. And I'm like, well, at, the way I read it.
4: Well, mm-hmm. and again, most insur- insurance companies won't, they're very, very correct. So we, so I, I own the agency and I have quite a few other agents under me um, and they sell for a multitude of companies and they sell a lot of different products. Products. My brain can't do that. I have to concentrate on ministries, again, because it's so complex. And each ministry's component is so different than the next. I have to Mm -hmm. be very careful. So I stick to what I know and what I love. So they do everything else. But it brings me to what you got to make sure your policy is designed for your ministry. So even though you have multiple things you're doing, just call your insurance agent and ask them if they can't answer your questions call me i'll give you the questions to ask them and make sure you're covered for what you need to brotherhood is an amazing company for ministries i would never put one of my ministries with any other company they're not the cheapest they're not the most expensive but mike i think you said you know you basically get what you pay for i mean you know if you if you want the customer service and the and the ability to to increase your ministry then
1: Yeah. Cool. And that's that's we were talking a couple of days ago about kind of the basis for that. There's so many misconceptions of what insurance covers, what they don't cover, what they cover for safety teams. How is it different for other ministries that, you know, I've and I I mentioned to you, um, I had a, um, a church, actually a church in New England reach out to me and they said, well, and it was a campus thing and the campus church somehow felt like, well, that church will be covered under this part of our policy, but not another policy. And so they had asked me, well, like with, um, with concealed carry stuff, how does that, you know, will that church's policy cover me or will the state's, you know, state's liability, state's guidance cover me, that sort of thing. Right. And uh, the first thing I said to them was, you know you you need to call your insurance company, like pick up the exactly. phone, make that call because there's a difference between criminal and civil. And from that standpoint, when we're when we're talking about, especially firearms, doing what any reasonable person to do to protect life is what's important. And th- that's the question that you need to be asking you know, your insurance company, what does it cover? I know and I'm comfortable knowing that uh, because I've seen the insur- our insurance work with Brotherhood, I'm comfortable in saying, you know what, I, I sleep better at night because I know as, you know, being on that safety team, if I make that decision and it's firearm related, that the insurance is going to cover me. Right. Um, i still for for sake of the fact that i i'm an nra instructor and i teach classes i still carry my own personal insurance on the Mm -hmm. side um but again you want to feel comfortable and and i'm i'm surprised that i'm even saying this and then i'll throw it over to mike but the reality is 10 years ago if you had asked me would i even carry my own policy on myself for concealed carry and for something like that i would have said no it's you know forget it, it's never going to happen. Right. Um, but today, you know, again, who, who would have thought 10 years ago, we'd have a safety team for, <laughs> we were talking about that before too, safety team for churches. So, but that's, I would say, and that's kind of one of the questions that popped up. Um, so from a stand from, I'll just say this, and then I'll throw it over to Mike, from a standpoint of dividing ministries, the question to ask is, how does your insurance work with a ministry? Like, is there a separate ministry or does like what you said, Dia, does it cover just volunteers? If you're a volunteer, it covers you. And right. that's important because there's no distinction across the board versus distinguishing safety versus ushers, versus first impressions. It's hey, if those people did something and they did it to the best of their ability using common sense logic and they did it uh, in a children's ministry versus safety versus an usher versus whatever, they're going to be protected because they did what any person would normally do in that circumstance. So uh, Mike, you were going to throw something in there.
2: Yeah, I think what's what's great is that 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 um, overall coverage that's there that brings those that are enter the facility or act on behalf of that are kind of covered because they're under that ministry if you will so regardless necessary of the hat they're wearing which ministry they might play that they're part of that i think that's important i know some states have uh like if you look at municipal uh volunteers people that volunteer for their town or city well the the states treat them as quasi employees and therefore there's a certain amount of coverage or things that are are protected when they're acting in that capacity. So mm-hmm. it, it kind of has a similarity in the sense that when somebody steps forward and is acting in the capacity of serving their church, right. they're covered. And right. I think that's great. Now, one of the other pieces, I think that, that maybe we haven't made the distinction is not just ministry, but how many of the churches that we work with have their own little schools next to them? How many are sending out mission trips overseas or, right. or things like that? How many are running school camps or, or summer camps or any vacation Bible school? Those are all different pieces that may right. or may not be on property, right? but they're still under that overall operation right. of the church.
4: Right, and Mike, and that's when you, it's, it becomes very important that you sit down and have a conversation with your agent. All of those components should be under that one insurance policy. We, most of our churches have a daycare or a preschool. And right now that's the only thing that's bringing them income in. I mean, thank goodness they had those components, right? But again, you need to sit down and have that conversation with your insurance agent. Uh, I wanna go back to one other part. We are talking about insurance and buildings. We did have two church fires this year. Um, an agent can go 50 years with never seeing an insurance fire. And I must've made someone really mad along the way because I had two of them this year and they both of them mm-hmm. burnt to the ground. The one wow. actually was there as it was burning and that was the hottest fire I have ever been in my, no matter how close we got or stayed away, the heat was phenomenal. Mm. But while we're talking about your churches, especially your churches, personal property is a big thing. Never have I ever had a church say, Oh my gosh, we had so much personal property insured in our church birth the ground. We didn't use it all. That's never happened. Mm. If you're looking at your insurance policy and you have extra money, I would always suggest putting it on the personal property side, Mm -hmm. pews, toilet paper, cleaning products, you know, pencils, pens. We talked about pens earlier, pens. These are all things that are part of personal property. So if you take a building and you shake it and you turn it upside down, anything that falls out is now personal property. So think about your house. If you close your eyes, uh, James's background, and I don't know if everyone can see that, but he has a plethora of books back there. I'm just in awe. But if he took (laughs) and turned it upside down and shook it, each one of those Mm -hmm. books is probably 20, 30, 40 bucks. And you start adding them up and you go, oh, my gosh, Mm -hmm. I don't have enough in personal property.
1: Well, and and I will definitely second that because uh, two years ago, we were actually on vacation uh, down in Atlanta and our car was broken into and we had uh, five, I think, five pieces of luggage stolen out of our car. And of those five, five pieces of luggage, one of them was my my backpack, which is a laptop case. And I can tell you, I you know my kids up until recently, my kids always put all their electronics in my bag. And so from those five cases, when we all finished, and thankfully, our insurance company was awesome, they helped us. But I mean, in just my bag, we had um, I had a laptop, two iPads, uh, a, a Nintendo game system, a firearm, all of this stuff.
4: Were you running and, away from home?
1: No, we were on an, we were supposed to be on an extended vacation and we, we cut it short. (laughs) But, um, but, you know, just those five bags, when we were all said and done, it was over $6,000 when we went back and we were like, okay, wait a second. Now we bought, you know, we bought snacks. We had, you know, clothes, we had all of this stuff. And then when we went back and started pricing it out and we said, uh, wow, it, you know, I might've bought this on sale for $10, you know, but the reality is, like you said, with the book, uh, you mm. know, yeah, for me to go out now and the, the market value to replace that is now $30. Right. So how do you, you know, how do you do that? So it's, it's interesting to me that, um, you know, a lot of times we don't think about that. We say, oh well, You know here's our replacement value like you said earlier here's the three million dollars that'll cover anything and you know my my home insurance agent uh goes to our church and i sat down with him with the policy and he said well we'll cover you you know for this amount and i I asked him that i said okay so are you going to cover what my house is worth or what it would cost if my house burns down 10 years Mm -hmm. later to you know, for me to replace that, and he said, you know, with your policy, we haven't set for inflation. Yes, we'll cover. We, we will build you a new house, yeah. and yeah, Paul, I was like, yay, we're happy. You know, God forbid anything happens. You know, like that, but it right. is important. And you're not thinking about that when you're seeing the flames. You're thinking, oh my goodness, you know, right. we can. We need to do this but the reality is when you stop and you actually start doing that assessment things always come up i'm still remembering things two years after we had that incident where i'm like yeah. When you're broken
4: into, we say don't turn in your claim, give it two weeks because you're going to slowly but surely right. go back to each room and find some. So what we can do though to help people with our ministries is we do offer a personal property checklist and they can go through that checklist and just put stuff in and come up with some kind of total. It's your insurance policy. You can make changes in your insurance policy anytime you want to, but um, you can go to our website. Am I allowed to do that?
0: Yeah, our absolutely.
4: Website, is thomas is T H O M A S K alexander so thomas k alexander ins.com and there are forms and checklists you can just go and print off you don't have to be a part of our agency we just want to help the ministries any way we can that's what we're here for we call us anytime um we just want to help
1: mike you wanted to uh, to jump in there
4: Yeah, James. I think you were starting to allude to some of the things. Is is when
2: you're not all policies are equal. We we laid that out tonight. But I think beyond that is not just what needs to be included. Right. There's there's churches out there that specifically have policies that exclude certain things from exactly, and they don't even realize it. So they're almost like driving without a seatbelt, and, and and they don't realize it. So I think this is this is a risk that is out there for our churches. And we as security leaders and safety leaders, we're about protecting our churches. We need to make sure that our churches are protected. So there's a conversation that each of you out there listening need to have with your pastor. And it's at least to understand what's what's in that portfolio. How are you insured? What does that insurance look like? uh, And make sure you're not excluding things.
4: not only not excluding but also keep in mind that your ministry is going to grow so you need to have that bubble in there that's going to protect you as your ministry grows and you forget to call your insurance agent you just started up a daycare you're worried about that daycare getting up and running are you state certified you know do you have a curriculum that needs to be approved is everybody background screened you're not thinking about your insurance company so Yes, when you get ask your agent and go over your policy, but also take into consideration your ministry is going to go grow, have that bubble in there to protect you as you grow. Your agent should know these things as they sit down and talk to you.
2: To that point, I think that's a great thing there is that as we're approaching the end of the year, as we do audits, we should be putting check your insurance, call your insurance agent as part of (laughs) our annual checklist. And in other yeah. words, guys, this this needs to be on our on our plan, on right. our church safety ministry plan. N- don't right. don't say oh they got it or that's not my area of responsibility. Um, Take responsibility, put it on your list
1: and yeah. check that off. A simple right. a simple question too, and that's that's an awesome point Mike because a simple question even to one of the pastors, if you're not full-time staff or you're not there. Cause most of us don't, don't do this full time. We, we right. volunteer even to bring that up to someone's attention and say, Hey, you know what? We just put a bunch of new TVs and we just put a bunch of new cameras in, you know, yeah. it would cost us a significant amount of money to replace those cameras if something happened. So, right. you know, and maybe help in that process, but at least bring it to the attention and say, look, it's the end of the year. Have we done this recently? Have we walked mm-hmm. through and made an assessment or or a checklist? So definitely, I mean, we've kind of run out of time. I'm I'm really kind of disappointed. <laughs> oh, I <can't laughs> so. One more
4: thing, man. so to make sure you have an insurance company yeah. that is a church insurance company, when your agent, when you finally get a hold of your agent, just simply say, Hey, can we start out in prayer? If he fumbles and hangs up on you, then you definitely don't have. The Christian agency.
1: That's right. a touche. That's a good way to yep. to, to definitely definitely figure you it out. You should
4: always start all your meetings with prayer and if you don't, well, then maybe you need to look at a different agency.
3: Yeah, that's that's a great way to close this as well cuz we try to sure. open and close in prayer. So that that was like a newscaster segue like back <laughs> to you. I, I've enjoyed this. We we need Thank to you. have you back on. This is I would be honored. Probably, this will spark more questions probably than it's answered. I'm here.
4: Give them my want. number.
3: Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of things that there are people that will leave equipment, vehicles, belongings, whatever, and go on a trip or... Um, I remember I think it was up with people. I don't even know if they're still a thing, but they came down to our church years ago and they brought in this amazing, huge amount of instruments and equipment. It was like they moved in. And those are things that until just this moment, I had not ever thought about the fact that a trombone is not cheap. And so you've got to be able to like, you know, and we used to open our church up to the Boy Scouts and several other groups. And they had cabinetry that had all of their a brick a brack in it. And I don't know if ever anybody ever stopped on the board and went, hmm, are they insured or are we covering that?
4: Now, that's a whole different show. Completely whole different show.
3: Yeah. So th- this is good <laughs> stuff. I think we need to have you back on unless anybody's got anything else. I'll close this out.
2: Well, Thank all you. the hate mail can go to Paul because he just planted that song in a lot of our heads and it's not going to go away anytime soon. Well,
3: if we need to follow it, I could sing "Why Can't We Be Friends?" So please don't <laughs> sing.
1: All, right. I, All as, right. As as producer, I still have the ability to mute your mic, and I will take <laughs> advantage of that if I need to. So. Go ahead and close us in prayer and, and we'll let awesome. these folks get on with their
3: night. <laughs> awesome. So dear Father Lord God, we thank you for moments like these. We get to interview people who are subject matter experts and Lord God, this is outside of our wheelhouse. And I thank you for the opportunity to answer questions, to raise questions, to spark discussions that can bless churches, Lord God. The right kind of policy protects the church and helps them to do ministry. And that's what this is about. I thank you for everyone involved. I ask that you'd help this episode to reach the right ears. We lift tonight up to you in your in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Great. So again, if you have any uh, have any questions or are looking for, for further information, we have additional contact information on our, our page, which is churchsafetyguys.com. So you can always visit that. And then, uh, like I said, mentioned earlier, make sure to join us next week. We're actually going to be talking about uh, church communications and radios and just different tools in the the industry that can help, uh, with your ministry. So thanks for watching. Have a great and blessed week. And we will talk to you next time.
0: (laughs) Thank you for joining the church safety guys broadcast. We hope that you found it informative and we appreciate your feedback. Looking for ways you can help us reach more churches, share our broadcast with your teams, consider becoming a monthly ministry partner, Like and share our page and join the discussion in our Facebook groups. Visit our website at churchsafetyguys.com for other great resources. Remember to keep a servant's heart, a mindset of ministry, and Semper Disciplina. Always be training. Have a blessed week.